You are listening to Smart Women's Dating Podcast, episode number 47. Welcome to Smart Women's Dating Podcast. I am your host, certified life coach Lærke Nielsen, and I help smart, independent women attract the love they deeply desire without having to chase or settle. This podcast will give you the mindset, tools, and insights you need to finally crack the code to your love life. Are you ready? Then let's go. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. Have you ever thought about the difference between what you need and what you want or desire in a relationship? And do you think a man is supposed to meet your needs? If so, you are not alone, but today I will present you to another take on this, and this might be an unpopular opinion. It may trigger you to begin with, but Hear me out, because when you understand how empowering it is to choose desire instead of needs and how much needing can kill attraction, you will want to shift your view on this and you will also want to know how to shift into desire. So I'm going to talk about the difference between needs and desires and how you can practice being really good at addressing your needs and then communicating your desires, how to communicate them in a way that lands well. And also what it requires for you to let go of needs and choosing desires instead. And I will share a coaching concept with you and teach you how to use it. So let's dive in. I'm sure you've heard this idea that you are supposed to know what you need from a partner and then communicate that to him. And that a relationship is all about meeting each other's needs. We each identify our needs and make sure our partner knows about them. And then we expect them to meet our needs and we evaluate how well they meet our needs. Now, I'm going to present you with a new perspective on this. So here we go. You are an adult human being. You do not depend on anyone to meet your needs. The needs you have, you can address them yourself. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to be single, right? Only children have needs that they depend on other human beings to meet. Children are naturally dependent on adult human beings, their caretaker or parent. Grown-ups, on the other hand, they do not depend on other people knowing and taking care of their needs. But adult human beings can have wants and desires. Now, what's the difference then? Let's take a look at what it means to need something. When you are needing something, you're coming from lack. You are in scarcity. Something needs to be given to you before you can be okay. You are below okay and you depend on someone to bring you up to okay. You are delegating the responsibility of your well-being to another person and it's your partner who has to take care of your needs being met and then you will go back to baseline, then you will be okay. And when you are needing something from your partner, you are automatically calling for the caretaker in him, the parent energy. You are incomplete. You need him to do or say something to complete you, to give you what is lacking. On the other hand, wanting or desiring something, what does that look like? Wanting is coming from a complete state. You are self-sustained. You are an independent individual who can take care of yourself, but who chooses to want something or desire something. It's coming from an abundant energy. It's not you going from below okay and up to okay. It's you going from okay to super. 
You are already whole and complete and you want to add something to that. This is based on a positive want, a pull towards something positive and not a demand or a requirement to go there in order to be even okay. Can you see the difference? A need is you depending on someone to give you what you lack to be complete. And a want is you desiring something that adds to your life, knowing that you are already complete. Okay, so you could argue that this is a twist of words, but it's not because it actually makes a huge difference in your energy and the way you're coming across to a partner. Needing something is, as I said before, calling for the caretaker in him. Desiring something is actually a compliment to him. You want something from him or with him because you really like him. It's a free choice from your side. It's not you needing it to be okay. From his side, having a partner that needs instead of desires can in the end actually kill the attraction. Just think of how it feels for you if a man needs you to act in a certain way. It can be very cozy and nice to attend to each other's needs, but in the long run, it's not bringing in the excitement and passion when you need and depend on your partner more than you actually desire him. But this is not only about how it's perceived from a partner, it's also how it feels for yourself, and I'm going to explain that now. Imagine how it feels to tell yourself that you need your partner to say and do something in order for you to function. In other words, if he doesn't give you that, you are not okay. And then think about how it feels to know that you are already okay. You are capable of taking care of yourself, but you choose to want or desire something from him. And if he gives it to you, it's a plus. And if he doesn't, then you're still going to be okay. This is of course a much better starting point and it not only feels more abundant, it's also less attached. But then, what about the situations where you do actually feel that it's a need and you will not be okay if he doesn't meet it? Like, for instance, if he keeps missing appointments or being late or you don't know if he's coming to a dinner party or not because he still hasn't answered you in spite of you asking him several times. I want you to just back out a bit and take a look at the situation and then remind yourself that you still don't actually need him to do any of this. You can be okay without it. Because you can set your own boundaries as a consequence of him being late, for instance, and you can decide to not count him in for that dinner party if he doesn't answer at all. And you can also choose to communicate your wants to him, but not in a way as if it's a need, but in a way as what it is, a want or desire. This is a request. We always want to communicate our request in a way that makes him want to do it. This is also a big difference between needing and wanting. When you communicate a need, it feels like a duty or an obligation. This is something that he has to follow through on. But when you communicate a request and you do it without attachment, it feels like he has a choice and you respect him as an individual. And he's going to be much more motivated for following through on your request. So try to see the difference between these two. I need you to answer me if you are coming to the dinner party at my parents' place. I would love it if you can come to the dinner party with my parents. I wonder when are you going to know if you are available for that. You are actually not entitled to anything from your partner. You can't control him. You can't tell him what to do and then expect to have a right to him doing that. 
everything should be coming from his free will, doing it voluntarily. And the thing is, you are never in need for something like that dinner party, for instance. You can ask him kindly, and if he still is not answering or not interested, you choose your consequence. And that could be not caring at all, just going there by yourself, or considering whether this is a deal breaker. This dinner party in itself would probably not justify being a deal breaker, but let's say he repeatedly did not show up for appointments, and even after you have requested him kindly, he still didn't change, and you start to feel that there's a lack of alignment in some core values between you. It is still not a need, it's a want. You get to be a strong, independent woman who does not need anything from a man, but who chooses to want a man and who desires him to show up in a certain way. So even if you don't need him to do something, you can still choose that you don't want to stay with him if he doesn't show up in a way that feels aligned with what you want. That is a free choice and is coming from an abundant place. So in order to fully stand in that power where you are self-sustained and able to address your own needs and then choose to desire, it requires you to be in what I call emotional adulthood, as opposed to emotional childhood. We can also call it emotional responsibility because it really has nothing to do with age, and most adults are in their emotional childhood in some areas of life. And it's also not about pointing fingers at someone when I use the expression emotional childhood. But what is emotional childhood and how do you get out of it? So emotional childhood is where we think external circumstances are what create our feelings, that they directly cause us to feel in a certain way. A circumstance that could be another person or something they said or did, or an event for instance. A man says something and you feel sad, disappointed, happy, calm, or something else, and you think it's because of him. But if you go back and listen to episode 28, How to Coach Yourself in Dating, you will know that circumstances never create our feelings. Because if they did, everyone in this world will feel the same about the same circumstances, which we know they don't, right? It's not the circumstance that makes you feel a certain way, it's your perception of the circumstance. It's that little step in between circumstance and feeling. Your thought, your interpretation, your story, or your perception, this is what creates your feelings. And when we are in emotional childhood, we blame other people and external circumstances for the way we feel. We say, it was him who made me feel like crap. My ex ruined my life. Men in the dating apps make me feel depressed. The men I meet always make me feel disappointed. It's their fault that I feel the way I do. Now, that in itself feels a bit like crap, right? Now you depend on someone else in order for you to feel okay. You give away the responsibility of your own emotional well-being to someone else, and maybe even someone you don't know or don't trust. Why would you give away all that power to someone you don't trust? Believing that you have no other choice is one big self-deception and self-disempowerment, because the truth is, and that's what you align with when you step into emotional adulthood. The truth is that the moment you become aware of your thoughts and realize that they are creating your feelings, you can choose to change your thoughts. You get to shift your perception of the situation 
and that will make you feel differently. You get to decide what you want to feel instead. And that doesn't mean you should gaslight yourself. It doesn't mean you should only think cute, positive thoughts about a man who is always late or stands you up on a date, for instance. But it means you can choose a perception that serves you and empowers you instead of feeling sad or not good enough or disappointed. But how do you do this? First, you want to get curious about what exactly you feel when you're in a situation where you don't feel okay. What is the feeling and how can you describe it? Let's imagine you feel fear. You have this little nervous feeling in your stomach, like something is off between you and the man that you're dating. Now you want to get curious about why you feel that. What are the thoughts that make you feel fear? Maybe you then think it must be because you didn't hear from him for two days. You sent him a message and he didn't respond yet. But actually, that is not the reason. Because the fact that he didn't respond to your last message, that's just a neutral fact. That does not in itself make you feel fear. It's the meaning you give to it. Maybe you tell yourself that this could mean he doesn't care about you or that he cares less about you than he did a week ago. Or you tell yourself that he might be losing interest. He might be on his way to end the connection. He might be leaving you. That could make you feel fear. So once you've identified that thought, you can just notice that your fear is coming from the thought that he might leave you. And you think that because of an unanswered message. So then you want to challenge yourself to find other ways to think about the unanswered message. What are some other things it could mean? So you could choose to think something like, I think he's busy. He didn't see it as a message that needs to be answered. Or even if he isn't answering, it doesn't mean he isn't thinking of me. Or I have no clue what he's doing right now. There could be a million reasons why he didn't answer. Or he might be someone who normally doesn't write that much. Or it could be until I know if this even means anything, I will focus my energy on something else. Or you could even choose the thought, I will be okay, even if he leaves me. You can come up with many different ideas of new thoughts that don't make you feel fear. And just understanding that your fear is coming from the meaning your brain creates and not from the lack of texting. And that this meaning is also influenced by past experiences and maybe even a general fear of abandonment. Knowing that, gaining this insight in the way your mind works in interpreting circumstances and creating your feelings, that in itself is very powerful because it gives you the choice. When you own your feelings, you get to choose if you want to keep feeling like that. When it's someone else's fault, you can do nothing but wait for them to change. Emotional responsibility is when you step out of the victim role and take back your power and you choose on purpose what kind of thoughts you want to subscribe to. Now you might wonder how does this relate to the needs versus desire discussion. So as the last piece here, I want to show you how being emotionally responsible will help you be able to address your needs in a healthy and sustainable way. And we can take an example that's classical. You feel that you need more validation or reassurance from the man that you're dating. You're not sure he's as invested as you. And your instinctive reaction might be to think of how you can communicate to him that you need more from him. You need to hear from him more often. Now here we can imagine what would happen if you did that. 
And unfortunately, in many cases, this would not land well with a man. You're telling him that what he's doing isn't enough, and you want to tell him what to do instead. You are teaching him how to be, and you're coming across as needy. And most men don't like that. And in a way, you're both putting yourself in the role of a teacher and the person who needs caretaking. I know I'm putting it a little bit on the edge here, but just so you can see the point. Then try for a moment to imagine what it would feel like if a man did this to you, told you he needs more attention and validation from you. You might react positively in the moment, but then later you start wondering, what's going on with this guy's self-esteem? Why does he need me to validate him? Now what would happen if instead you took a moment to get really clear on your thoughts and why you feel insecure? Is it the amount of time you spend together? Is it the level of communication or what is it? And then get clear on the meaning, the stories you have around your relationship with this person. Let's say you find out that you feel insecure because the time he chooses to spend with you is less than what you want. This is a very neutral way of phrasing it. There are no truth in this. It's all about finding someone who wants the same. So then you want to dive a layer deeper and ask yourself, why do I want more time with him? What would I make that mean? And then you might come up with the answer. It would prove to me that he really likes me and he wants to move forward with the relationship. And that would make me feel reassured. And then you can ask yourself, can I feel reassured in another way? And are there other signs that he wants to move forward with the relationship? And here, I would love it for you if you can then have your own back and reassure yourself that even if this guy isn't right for you, someone else will be, and that you will not be the one to abandon yourself now. Knowing that you will always be okay, no matter what, frees you up to let go of this as a need and choose to see it as a want or a desire. And then you can choose to communicate that desire to him in a positive and abundant way. And the best way of telling a guy that you want more time with him is to wait until one day you have a fun date together and the energy is good, you're both having a great time, and then you tell him, I so much enjoy spending time with you and every time we're together, I feel so good. I would love it if we could do more of this. Now that is a desire, not a need. And imagine being on the receiving end of this message. He's gotta be a fool if he doesn't love that and if he doesn't pick up on that and starts prioritizing more time with you. And if he doesn't, then maybe he's just not right for you. Maybe you are just not aligned in what you want in a relationship. So that was all, ladies. This was my opinion and advice on needs and desires. And I hope you see how much more empowering it is for you to come from a desire instead of a need. You are always whole and complete. You are always self-sustained. You can take care of yourself and the man in your life is a bonus. Have a wonderful week and enjoy dating. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast and you want to get support from a coach on your love journey, I invite you to book a free console call with me. You will find the link in the show notes. And also, don't forget to subscribe and I would love it if you would rate and review this podcast and then you'll also help other women find it. 